Happy New Year. So could I get a show of hands for this question? How many of you, regardless of the fact that January is a month just like any other month, and 2019, a year just like any other year, how many of you still feel like it's going to be this special time that you will make a new start, give it another shot, try that thing you've been putting off, make a resolution, and recommit to something important in your life. Isn't that amazing? <laughs> Human beings are such hopeful romantics. Even after all these years, after every New Year's resolution has been dashed by February, regardless of the cynicism that deepens in us as the months progress, so that by late September, we're desperate for the holidays to arrive and cheer us up, Nevertheless, come January 1st, each year we are filled with hope and determination once more. I love it. We are so stupid. But our stupidity is infused with a naive hope that's impossible not to love. I made no New Year's resolutions for 2019. I know better by now. The major diet of 2015 became the comeback weight loss plan of 2016. That morphed into the insanity workout routine of 2017, which then became the fitness and personal training revival of 2018. By January 1st of this year, the only thing that had slimmed down over the past four years was my wallet <laughs> and my willpower. But, I had my first personal training session of 2019 on Friday morning, and Randall, my ever-patient trainer, gave me yet another pep talk, and a workout that renewed my hope. Never mind that eight hours later, as if in a trance, I was munching on a slice of the Chicago chopped deep dish pizza from Blue Line right around the corner. I just know this will be the year I drop those 50 pounds once and for all. Can I get an amen? Amen. <laughs> Thank you. And 2019 will be the year when you too conquer whatever it is you long to overcome. The goal that has eluded you will be yours and you shall be victorious. Let this sermon be your pep talk. You can do it. Realistic expectations and past evidence to the contrary be damned. <coughs> this will be the year. As Isaiah assures us in today's first reading, when we shall arise and shine for our light has come and the glory of the Lord has risen upon us. Be stupidly hopeful this year. Believe in the impossible and work towards it in your life. God loves an optimist who acts from a place of hope and trust, especially when the odds are against her. That is my message to you this day. As for the wise men from the East in our Gospel reading, what was their entire journey, if not one long exercise in stupid hope? These astrologers traveled from Persia, Babylon, Parthia, or from somewhere far away. 
They were likely part of a learned priestly class who practiced astrology and dream interpretation. Like many ancient pagans, they believed that the appearance of a new star or other unusual astral phenomenon heralded the birth of a new ruler. And so they set out, not knowing their destination, but following a star in the sky that they believed would deliver them to royalty. How long was their journey? Did they lose heart along the way? Why did they even bother making the trip at all? Was it to pay homage to a new possibility in the world, to a second chance for humanity? These questions hung over their heads while their camels trudged across the desert. But they held on to hope, trusting in their divinations, as well as in the importance of the person to whom they traveled. And how long has your journey been that has brought you to this day, January 6th, 2019, and to this place, St. Luke's Episcopal Church, Los Gatos, California? What is it that you seek? And have you lost heart along the way? Do you sometimes wonder why you've bothered to make the trip at all? I'm not just talking about coming here to this church today on this rainy morning. I also mean the journey of your life. Aren't there times when stupid hopefulness is the only thin thread that keeps you plodding along despite a weariness or uncertainty as to your destination? Have you come to St. Luke's or to this point in your life, have you come to pay homage to a new possibility, to a second chance in your life that was born 2,000 years ago and lives on in the manger of your heart? Or are you afraid to even hope for what you long for? These are questions I encourage you to ponder at this turning of the year. Even though we dress them up as kings these days and see their entrance into the nativity story as an exotic highlight, the Magi would have shocked the early Jewish Christians who heard Matthew's gospel story. For them, these were magicians who dabbled in the occult. How could such foreign charlatans be welcomed at the birth of the Messiah? It would be like Nostradamus, Yuri Geller, and the tabloid astrologer Gene Dixon showing up with an astrolabe, a bent spoon, and a horoscope column to offer to the Christ child. Kind of scandalous. Today we think of the wise men as ambassadors from the world of the Gentiles, the non-Jews, and their obeisance to Christ reveals that his message is one of universal salvation. I must admit I have always preferred the visit of the shepherds to the manger over the Magi's arrival, because to me it signified God's preference for the lowly in our midst. While the Magi were rich, and later even called kings. But even at this early stage in the story of Jesus, the unconditional embrace of God challenges us. After all, who are the Magi in our midst? What types of people make us uncomfortable or upset when they try to come to the Christ? Some of us might say Republicans or conservatives. Others might spurn the shepherds among us, the homeless or illegal immigrants. But having muddy shepherds rub elbows with robed Magi is precisely how baby Jesus would have us be too.
And in case you don't know it, some of the most dedicated parishioners in this wonderful church community are, gasp, Republicans. And some of the kindest parishioners at St. Luke's regularly feed, clothe, and give rides to the homeless or help pay the rent of an undocumented family. However you look at them, the visit to the manger of the shepherds and the wise men reveals God's all-encompassing grace made human in Jesus Christ. Because everyone needs a second chance, and everyone has a place at the stable. My prayer for each of you this year is threefold. First, may you take to heart the words of one stupidly hopeful wise man named Jimmy Carter, whose words I have quoted before here, but they bear repeating each year as a reminder and a reset for our hearts. He said, I have one life and one chance to make it count for something. My faith demands that I do whatever I can, wherever I am, whenever I can, for as long as I can with whatever I have to try to make a difference. Second, may whatever second chance that you long for in your life be made manifest this year. May that star inside you guide you to the place where God has called you. An epiphany is an insight, a revealing, a showing forth May you have such an awakening in this coming year. Finally, may your longings and your hopes not diminish as the year progresses, but grow into unbeatable strength. Remember, resolution is the opposite of resignation. So don't give up hope. It's a new year. Things can change. And that makes life both poignant and pregnant with possibility. Amen.